And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sports and More podcast with me, your host, Eddie Morelos, here in Doniana. Well, I got a guest with me. We got a big event going on this weekend here in the borderland. We love the borderland of El Paso, Las Cruces, Juarez. Uh, wonderful things go on here all the way starting in January all the way to December. Big, big events. Even this March, uh, we got a, a huge event going on in Sunland Park, Sunland Park, New Mexico, there at the racetrack. I know my listeners. Some of my listeners do enjoy racetrack racetrack uh, events, and this is a big horse race. Shout out Felix Chavez because he's the one of the people who uh, is an expert at, at horse racing. But I got the expert of all experts. I'm going to say that already because I, I just read up a little bit more information on my friend here, Eric. Mr. Eric, welcome to the, to the show. Thank you so much, Eddie. What a wonderful intro. That's my boy you're talking about. That's El Gato. El Felix Chavez. El Gato. That's what, you, that, that's what you call him, huh? Legend. Oh, yes, sir. I didn't. Hey, yes. I, I've hung out with Felix quite a bit, so I didn't know that he was called El Gato. And so He's next El time Gato. I see him. At least to me. Hey, well, I'm going to. That'll be you and him, but I'm just going to. I'll just mention it, man. A, that's that's super he's cool. A, He's awesome. Like huh? you, Eddie. He's a true treasure to the area. And, uh, I have trained him. Yes. I've given him a show of the ropes. He yep. was at Las Cruces Sun News for many years. For many years. And, uh, yep. And now he's, of course, a wonderful reporter with the El Paso Times, a true treasure, uh, Hall of Fame Hall member. Hall of Famer. Um, you know, but I want, it's, it always makes me feel kind of proud that, you know, we're friends. Yeah. And he, and he still loves horse racing even to this day. You know, it's, it's a, it's really something. Oh, yeah. And we, we appreciate him so much. Yeah, much love to him, like I said, because he yes. does he does inform the people of El Paso, and uh, that's and why so he's a sports, Hall of yeah. Famer. That's why he's a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer. Mr. Eric Alwyn, uh, again, I read up some things. You've been uh, knowing about uh, horse racing since you were young, right? Eight. Eight and years I'm old. Now, you know. <laughs> I'm probably old. the, yeah, I'm kind of the Pied Piper of uh, horse racing in this area. The one that tries to spread the word i've worked at someone since 89 or 88 i've reinvented myself three four times um uh has been home though yeah for all of those years and i've i learned from one of the greats dick alwyn my my father he was a marketing director here for close to 25 30 years back in the 60s he was a former uh, reporter for Harold Post. Oh, wow. Harold Post was big. Yeah. He worked side to side with the great Ray Sanchez. And the right great around the late sixties, my dad uh, Yes. Ray loved the races. Yeah. Ray was Ray was great about that. He loved it. And dad started in publicity for the track in the late sixties and he had two tours of duty here from about sixty eight to eighty four and then um oh about eighty 89 to 99 right before the racetrack yeah. took a giant leap with the casino era so we've we've had big time racing here since then since right around 2000 you know we've been a, a racino since 1999 everything got revolutionized everything that we dreamed of well, kind of happened let me tell you as this as far as money goes because money brings in talent oh yeah you don't get definitely. talent without money that's... it's the number one driver I, I I will agree with that with the business yeah. that I'm a part of, uh, but let yes, me sir. just tell you this, Eric, as a 
as a uh, a consumer, I guess, of horse racing and racing in general. Um, I'm, yes, I'm originally from Lordsburg, New Mexico. My uncle has lived in El Paso since uh, the mid 80s. Um, and uh, so we would come back and forth from Lordsburg. And I, I remember as a child uh, going to Sunland and then, you know, just growing up through the years and seeing the changes uh, there yes. at Sunland Park to where it's at now. Um, let me just mention this um, with the, the Sun Bowl Association, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl that I work for. We host a, an awesome event there and you guys set it up just wonderfully. The, in, the, the indoor area, the indoor area yes. is spectacular. That's around early December. You have the announcement, right? That, that's correct. That's in early Remember, December. Yeah, we use our... We use that stage for you guys, I think, and I That's think it's correct. worked out quite well. And, but we're lucky to and it's a wonderful friends area. like you guys. Yeah, yeah. So then this someone weekend... has been like a survivor. You know, it, uh -huh. it, it never did, never did huge things. But although we had great races in the seventies and eighties, we, I mean, they put on a good product, but you know, there was only so much that could be made with the kind of handle that we used to do, and there was no other subsidy that would push it along. But um, someone survived a lot. I mean, the peso devaluation, dog racing at Juarez. Uh, how about lotteries? Yeah. Lotteries were a killer, a uh -huh. killer to racing, Eddie. But we survived that. And then um, then we were able to really take a, you know, a couple of strides forward by being by having that casino erected yeah. back in 99. We went from like $25,000 a day in purses to a quarter million oh, per day. smokes. And so, then... And then that's what's leading up to to this weekend, correct? Uh, the 18th, definitely, definitely. 18th running of the Sunland Derby. Can you tell the listeners how big this is? Because they don't, I don't know if they truly understand. Yeah, I think huge. it's one of the greatest professional events, you know, in town. Um, we missed a few years because of COVID and uh, an equine virus, believe it or not, Eddie, that that knocked us out of 2016, but we wow. missed the 2020, 2021 runnings, but we were able to get back on a good foot last year with, with Slowdown Andy winning. And uh, I think we had about 14, 15,000 people, but, but Sunland holds all the, the records, you know, for, as far as New Mexico racing goes, uh -huh. you know, we, it was one day where almost 5 million, $5 million was bet on track and wow. throughout the country and the world in 2019. And that broke a previous record of 4.3 that was million that was bet you know the year before so you know any racetrack that is worth its salt has to have a marquee day it has to have something that you know can maybe draw in 15 to 20 thousand fans and that's at the peak that's what we were doing i mean i the, the lines were unbelievable they they stretched beyond the state line restaurant to the you know where the where the the you know the traffic lights are yeah, across the railroad tracks. We I used, know, right? yeah, right, yeah. Past often we we would use the amusement park, Western Playland for extra, you know, wow. parking lot space. And um, you know, I what I think is most wonderful about the race is that we were able to parlay into something of a national caliber race. It was a race that had my Ned Bird in it, and he didn't win. He didn't win the 2009 Sunland Derby, but he had enough points, and he went on and won the Kentucky Derby at 50 to one. And you know, a lot like the miners of 1966. I mean, in different arenas, different yeah. sports, of course, yeah. but equally massive. 
achievement <laughs> as far as an upset goes. You I know just what got I mean? The chills you just, right there when you put then, it like that. And then that. it goes on, you know, my neighbor goes on and runs second the Preakness and third in the Belmont. I mean, amazing. I mean, that's the Triple Crown. Wow. And a movie was made about him, so we got a lot of mileage out of that. I mean, we was fortunate, <laughs> you know. And and let me tell you another thing, Eddie. When you're in a, in a dusty little track and so, you know, in New Mexico that nobody's ever heard of, it is hard, yeah. almost impossible to get what's called a grading, a grade on your stakes race. Wow. It's all ungraded. And what that means to the layperson is that uh -huh. that's a race that that is like a qualifier. It's like the NCAA tournament. It's like you're not going to just get into the tournament unless, yeah. you know, you've won your you got to win your conference. conference, yes. So that's what this race does. It gives one of our horses a shot. And for the first, oh gosh, seven or eight years, the race was ungraded. There was a lot of money on the line, mm -hmm. but the horses were not able to get into the Kentucky Derby. But right around 2010, I think that's when we got the race graded. And we've had some horses run some nice races in the Kentucky Derby, and it gives them a shot. Because 50 qualifying points go to the winner of the Summoner Derby. And usually, very safely every year, that's enough to get you a spot in the Kentucky Derby because wow. they have 20 horses that run in it. But it was my net bird that, that broke down the door. It broke down that door of, I don't prejudice isn't the right word, but respect. And, and what the, year, the, remind the, me the what door year that respect was? to someone. Mind that, bird, mind that bird was what year? 2000. He ran in our 2009. Okay. Summon Derby. Yeah. He ran fourth. And then he, and then a month or two later, he would win. The Kentucky Derby. Wow. With Calvin Burrell and Chip Woolley, his trainer, still one of our, you know, one of our leading trainers here, still competes in New Mexico. It's it's quite a story, you know. And, um, <laughs> I'm just so mind blown by it. I mean, that was part I'm of the blown. publicity of it. It was, it was so exciting to be able to write stories about that stuff. You know, it's you know, it was really something. Well, it's it's something that you you've had a passion about that that nobody has learned more. Than, than you so of course to me naturally this this thing mm -hmm. when it happens it's it's oh, wow it just it was flowed through you it probably flowed yeah. through you Eric. reaffirming it was gratifying it was um like hey hey we're doing something right over here and you know maybe in the uh, in my early days you know we always had fun here at someone though yeah. it's a nice team that Boy. would work here but in order to make it, you sort of had to have a real passion for it. I've gone on and learned other things in the racing game. It's mm -hmm. extremely important for me. I wouldn't be talking to you right now if, if I hadn't learned how to announce a race. And that's what I want to hear more, a little bit that more is about. What, that's what took me to the next level, Eddie, because writing stories, much as I thought it was important, okay, it has some value. But not enough street value. No, not enough to... You know, buy a home, buy six Lexuses, and have some money in the bank, and you know, of course, I don't have a wife or children, so that that helps in yeah. saving some money. But but that's another story. Um, let me but, ask you this: if but there's... announcing has become my true passion and, and what I'm best at and, now. And where can we hear that at? Is there somewhere we all can over the go... state? Okay, all over the state. I control the state. If I continue to do so, I call at Sumlin Park in the winter. I immediately go to Farmington. Uh, in a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact, like in April and May, call up there at the Four Corners area, and I've called it Albuquerque. 
which is kind of central yes. part of New Mexico that has good racing. Not as good as summer. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them is good as summer. Mm-hmm. But it, but you know, I, I, I'm busy with that. Although you know, the traveling has been kind of kind of rough on me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're living out of a hotel oh, when I do these things. That's but tough. Uh, but that's what I've been doing the last 20 years. I learned how to announce. Oh, I've called a couple of All-American Futurities. But my passion is to do good in thoroughbred racing because thoroughbred racing has a little more cachet. It uh-huh. has a little more street cred as far as in my business, you know. But I love calling quarter horses. It's fun. It's over in like 18 seconds. And the, the, the thoroughbreds, the, are, do they the have thoroughbreds? go longer. And they have yeah, those. You know. we, we also have those here in Sunland, right? Yeah, we're about 50-50. Okay. Of course, the Sullivan Derby is a thoroughbred race. It's a mile and eight. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, you know, a race that goes about a minute, what, about a minute, 50 seconds. So you have some time to, I don't like to get in the way of races, but you can storytell and you can build up drama and momentum in it. And uh, I've only called one Sullivan Derby. That's, that's last year's one. Wow, um, Really? I was ready to call the 2021. We had already drawn for the race. Uh-huh. Everything was set. And the governor said, no, no, no. Shut it down. <laughs> COVID. So we lost 2020. I got horribly sick in 2021. Oh. Not with COVID. With something else. Uh-huh. Got bit by a bug and nearly, it nearly oh. killed me. Oh. You familiar with uh, sepsis? Yes. Sepsis is a yes. deadly disease. Yes. Deadly disease, yes. Eddie. I, got in my bloodstream. Uh-huh. I was at a terrible hotel in Albuquerque. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say it yeah but i mean i had pain that you cannot believe and it centralized itself in my uh, shoulder which was my right shoulder mm-hmm. and when i was young and young and dumb i was a pretty good tennis player it's mm-hmm. one of the best in town yeah i mean i was close to pro level semi-pro i was never going to wimble or anything but but i could beat college players and yeah from utep and nmsu wow. and did so regularly wow and i won a hundred open tournaments here and did uh, you play for a high school as well sure but always a late developer always late <laughs> i uh i walked on okay. i walked on to the rice university tennis team my last year the owls and rice at that time eddie was Southwest Conference. Yeah. And they played against big boys uh-huh. like uh, SM, I mean, SMU, SMU yeah. UT, uh-huh. Texas okay. Tech. There you go. I mean, the, the, our number one player at Rice that, that year went on to win Wimbledon in doubles. Holy I got to hit with this man one time. <laughs> the finest player I ever hit with. His yeah. name was Scott Melville. I remember to this day. And he won Wimbledon in doubles. But, um, you know, <laughs> so, so awesome. <laughs> so then, the, then I, I I made Coronado's team as a junior. Okay, played number three, number four. Uh-huh. I was never, I was never that talented, and I had huge glasses. I was so myopic, so nearsighted. Uh huh. But it was when I started to get contacts that I really kind of became a good player. But it took a long time. I reached my peak like in my late 20s uh-huh. early 30s i think my best ranking in the southwest in 1992 was sixth in the southwest wow. and that means open men's singles yeah taking on all comers in the arizona <laughs> new mexico and west texas how much money did i earn from that eddie 
Uh, not much. I was going to say. <laughs> lots of tough, girlies. Lots of girlies. Yeah. Lots of girlfriends. Oh. Lots of fun. You, but no money. No money. Out, no money. Have, I, I feel like you should. You have a book out or something, man. Cause, I, I should. Mean, you, but you, nobody would care. I, 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 <laughs> want, I can't stop smiling at so well, much such, of what so you're nice saying. It's so nice to meet you on the phone. I, yeah. <laughs> but you remember I said I reinvented myself. Yeah. You know, I was a tennis bum when I was in my 20s. I learned how to be a publicist later i uh, took that as far as i could and, you know, but it was announcing that kind of really helped me and are you on kind of are you on top are you on tap to announce this weekend you, you top, i'm at my peak of my powers okay cool. i've never been right. better all right cool and, and i must say for your listeners i had a raging case of laryngitis that you cannot believe about Remember when all those winds hit? Yeah. Uh, yes. I couldn't speak or talk, and um, it was rough. I barely made it through one of those days where, but luckily, I drank enough of that green tea and hot uh-huh. tea and honey, and, and it helped. But when you're an announcer, man, you got to be healthy because you have to be able to speak. You have to be able to take the pressure. Uh-huh. There's not. There's no going back, Eddie. There's no take two, Okay. You got to be right on. Yeah. Also, your vision's got to be awesome. I mean, awesome. So, so you don't use binoculars. Yes, sir, I do. Okay. But still, you need to. You know, Solon is 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 a big track. Well, yeah, it's humongous. As far as dimensions, that's why, it's a one that's mile why I would have been impressed. Wow. So you got to have. Yes, you must have a binoculars. Uh-huh. Any any world class announcer has to have. Yeah. You know, worth his salt has uh-huh. to have binoculars. Okay. And you sort of have to have a system on how you memorize those horses because you don't just say you don't say numbers, you say their names. Their names. So I re- I remember horses' names to the color of the silks because basically that doesn't change. Number one's always red, the two's always white, the three's blue, and so on and so on. And so I use crayons and colors just to keep that straight. Because I think it's kind of impossible to memorize, you know, well, ten horses. And, I'm envisioning you prepping. Day. I'm envisioning you prepping you prep. just like a, just like other radio play-by-play announcers do. You probably so. have a board in front of you, maybe with some some no, notes just, here uh, and there, maybe just a little eight and a half by eleven uh, program, kind of folded in half, uh-huh. so that I can glance back at it at a, you know, at a at a, at a second, you know, a moment's okay. notice. Yeah. You can't take your eye off the, the, the race for, for too for too too long. Maybe you know half a second a second. Those quarter horse races take less than you know 18, 19 seconds. Yeah, but I find those easier because they're just coming straight. They're coming at you, and then it's over. You don't really have to. There's no way anybody in the quarter horse world calls uh, uh, you know a field from first to last. It just isn't that kind of time. But in a thoroughbred race, Sun Derby, sure, I'll go back to, to last. Maybe maybe two times, you know, because they're going at a different cadence, a different speed, mm-hmm. and they're going for a longer distance, just like in the Olympics, you know, like yeah. a ten thousand, you know, uh, you know, like when the men and women compete at the hundred meters. That that's a quarter race in my mind, yeah, because it's yeah. just straight, it's fast, great, yes. total speed. Sunland Derby, no, Sunland Derby is like a five thousand dollar. I mean, a five thousand kilometer, you know, championship. It's like route, yeah. You know, it's not an eight eighty either because eight eighty is like some speed too, right? Mm-hmm. But but the Sunland Derby is a classic distance. You know, it's 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 a mile and an eighth. Um, 
Kentucky Derby is a mile and a quarter. So see how we try to get him these Kentucky Derby preps that are happening all across the country right right now. As uh-huh. as, they're all at about that mile and eight distance. So that gives those young thoroughbreds, you know, the closest approximation to being able to handle that distance. Some for the very first time, and um, so it's it's quite a it's quite a light year. Is there is there someone from. that you either um, learned from, looked up to uh, when you began announcing? Many. many, Eddie. Many. As a kid, when I was uh, eight and nine, hanging out uh, with Dad mm-hmm. at the press boxes of Sunland or Redoso. Yeah. Oh, I had entree to the best, Eddie. I got to hang with the legends. Wow. You know, Harry Henson, Bob Dudich, a good friend of mine, Tom Dawson, that still sort of consults with us now. I got to rub elbows with the best. You know, I, I got to meet D. Wayne Lucas, who's a you know tremendous trainer in the in the Thoroughbred world. He's won the Derby and everything countless times. Yeah, he's about ninety now. I haven't met Bob Baffert, but but Bob Baffert comes from our neck of the woods. He comes from Arizona. Uh, I've had every benefit in racing. Awesome. Very, very lucky. And I, and as far as announcers go, yeah, I was able to sit in those booths and watch how they did it. But I never had the gumption to really become an announcer until you know, about 20 years ago. Wow. And uh, it took a while to get good because you just, it, there's, so, there's such a synchrony, a symphony of things that are going on. You know, first the first hurdle is the memorization yeah. problem. Yeah. I mean, you got to get that down, and then can you control your voice without being a screamer. You know, nobody wants to hear a screamer. You don't know, can't do that. But you gotta, you gotta have an intonation, and you gotta know how to build, you know, excitement and drama that way. Mm-hmm. And oh gosh, it's just, and all, all of our finishes seem to be so close. You know, you sort of experience is a wonderful. It's a wonderful gift. Wow! You know, and, and racing is the only, the only career I've ever had. And I'm gonna just so say it's not this. like it's anything new. It's all the same. Yeah. You know, but but it's it's hyper. It, you know, it's more. Uh, I, I'm bringing it to another level. You know. And and I'm gonna say this again from everything that I'm reading, what I know, what I've uh, what I've heard about you. We here in in the borderland are are extremely lucky to have 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 someone like you. Uh, here to do what you're doing uh, again I even I'm just blown away Eric I'm just so mind blown and, and again I, I it's mm-hmm. it's so truly underrated how good and awesome and amazing you are at what you do and I just want the people who are listening right now to take this opportunity because there's races going on uh, all weekend sure. long all weekend and, long and then after and that week. yep the season mm-hmm. continues take advantage and go to Sundon Park New Mexico and, and go and check out the horse races there and if even if you don't put a bet just go and enjoy the environment the food it's free the entertainment yeah. everything it's free to go in like you said yeah. Yeah. mr eric what time does everything start for the big race day on march Eddie, it, starts at, it starts at 12 25 but like i was sort of uh, mapping out for you it's good to come early we have an informative educational type seminar where we try to teach folks how to you know try to find them some good winners on the day yeah. julie Farr, our paddock hostess does that in conjunction with tom dawson who's a a former racing producer and such knows the game inside out. They get together at 11 a.m. 
in the signature showroom and again that's free so if you come for that you're going to beat the crowd and you're going to be parked and safe and comfy and you can you know hang out the whole day and it's an expanded card it's 11 races and the our big race of the day the Sunland Derby is going to be happening let me give you the right time on that also have a good race for the girl horses, the Sun Oaks. That happens at 3.41. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. wow. That's the three-year-old fillies. That's just $300,000. No big deal. Wow. Yeah, it is a big deal. Yeah. Wow. So that's a, that, uh, that race kind of dovetails into the Kentucky Oaks. If you win our Oaks, you can go to Kentucky and take your three-year-old filly there. But the Sunland Derby, $600,000, happens at 4.45 on Sunday and that's the big one and, and, and again people you don't want to get there anytime <laughs> like you got to get there early oh you better I, i've been yeah. there before i have been there yeah. uh, and it's 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 unbelievable that's all i'm gonna say it can get pretty believable <laughs> you know stuffing fifteen thousand people in a racetrack is is kind of unheard of these days but we're lucky we can do it we have a big parking lot in a very fairly big facility you know it's it's, oh, yeah. it's expansive and we kind of make the card so that you know the first couple races aren't, aren't big ones so there's some time but i would recommend getting here by at least one you oh. know, 12 30 oh yeah you know. <laughs> and, sure. um, get yourself a program and there's nothing like the excitement of putting two dollars to win on a horse because that's your horse. That's it. You take ownership on that horse for that that race, oh, yeah. and uh, that's what I think makes horse racing so, so much different fun. than other forms of gambling. It's not you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not random. I, I, that's why I like it. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's not up to. Ju- I mean, sure, there's a lot of luck involved and fate and all that. It's but so still, cool. you're the one that, that picks it. I think it's so cool watching people and their excitement as the horses mm-hmm. take off, go around, you're announcing, and they're just like, yeah, come on, number three. Yes, yeah, the excitement, the faces, the jumping, everything. The, the jockey's involvement, yeah, that's big too. Oh, yeah. You know, with the money that we have here, you know, uh, it's it's a... You know, quarter million a day times 55 I mean, millions and millions of dollars <laughs> yeah. go to these jockeys we've got world-class jockeys that story that uh felix did in the el paso times yes it's an awesome one and it's on luis fuentes i mean this guy has got the sky is the limit uh-huh. for him maybe because he's world-class we're lucky lucky to Do be we? holding on to him as long as we have he will be this he will be a two-time Sunland Park jockey champion. He won it last year. Yeah. And when he teams up with trainer Todd Fincher, wow. Oh yeah. Todd is having the greatest year of his life. He's the number one trainer here by far. Yep. He could win all the races. Luke. I mean all the big ones on Sunday. It's possible. Probably not probable, wow. but it's gonna be him and Bob Baffert knocking heads wow. in a couple of big races. Yeah, and Bob out. Baffert is a huge trainer in the Thurbert world. Our friend Felix huge. wrote about Luis Fuentes. Yep, you're right about that on, uh, is that on El, Paso, yeah, El Paso yeah. Times. ElPasoTimes.com. Yes, so you can check that out, get more information about it. Uh, Mr. Eric, one last question because I'm just yes, curious sir. about this. So the winner uh, of the Sunland Derby uh, gets those 50 points for the possibility to go to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, is that mm-hmm. That's correct, right? Yes, sir. And then, that's correct. Okay. And, and the winner's share of the purse. Yep. Probably, you know, 350000 
and and so that's, that's nice. So do you or have you gone to the Kentucky Derby to go witness the winner or possible winner uh, run in the Kentucky Derby? I'm always too busy. Oh, really? Another track. Yeah. yeah. Would have loved to. Maybe someday when I retire. Maybe you'll let me retire someday soon. Okay. Maybe. Well, I, I've been trying to get over to the Kentucky. <laughs> you got Maybe you got to. You know what maybe. I mean? I've, you never It'd know. Be fun. <laughs> you never know, my friend. And, but I've had uh, it so good, Eddie. I, you know, I'm so used to being in a press box. We up high with the best view. Yeah. I don't think I'd like to be down there with the minions, but well, you never know. It's different. I mean, in it's Louisville, different. Kentucky. How many people show up for that race? Yeah. 150,000? Yeah. yeah. They use their infield. Yeah. You know, we're lucky here at Sunland. We have this beautiful lake. It is so picturesque. <laughs> yeah, it's very but, nice. Uh, but Churchill Downs can, can house so many more people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've been uh, trying to get out to the Kentucky Derby. I'm going to, um, I've been trying to talk to my friend, uh, Charlie Fiss. Uh, who's the publicist for the Kentucky Derby? Uh, oh, how great! <laughs> I give That's him a lot of, I give him a lot of heck. I'm like, come on, you got a job for me? I'll set up your backdrop or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'll do something well, I so for much, you. I yeah. so much appreciate what you do, Eddie. Um, number one goal of mine was always to serve the media. Yeah, That's the way I was trained. Yeah, and it took me very, very far. I mean, that, without yeah. them, I mean. I can't get the word out. Well, no. that's it, man. And I've yeah. seen, I'm looking yeah. at all the coverage. So uh, that, that's on all the various media outlets. Uh, so I think you're doing wonderful. And again, I, I from everything that I've read, especially Kali and everything you've said, and, and from everything that Felix and Steve Kaplowitz and everybody else has Jackie. mentioned. Yeah. Oh, how about Steve? He loves all this stuff, huh? What a, he loves that stuff. I mean, how awesome. We, we have somebody like him as well. You know what I mean? He made sure he took his son, Joel, to the Grapefruit League or whatever you call him, the minor league deal. Yeah. I uh, know, major league preparation. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And before this race happened. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went out of town last week, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's awesome. We appreciate and, uh, Steve, too. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He does, he does El Paso so wonderfully. So, again, this is Sunday, March 26th, uh, starting at 1225. Uh, the big races are in the afternoon, but I advise everybody get there super early. You can hear this wonderful man do the announcing, Eric Alwyn. I appreciate your time, Mr. Eric. You're so awesome you, again, man. Been a I, pleasure. I, and it's and again, this is a Sports More podcast with your host Eddie Morelos. You can find us on Spotify, Anchor FM, and Google Podcasts. All the links are up on Facebook and Twitter. Catch you next time. <laughs>